Well, hello. Hi, and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. And I am so glad that you're here. We are an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality based in White Rock, South Surrey area of the Lower Mainland, British Columbia. And we practice and teach spiritual tools for personal, authentic, self-expression, conscious living, uh, transformation. This is what we're about, about ultimately um, being who you are meant to be here in this lifetime. And so we support you with that. And the goal is that you feel inspired, uplifted, nourished here, and that that empowers you to, to take that into your life and that it changes your everyday living, the way you walk through your life and the way you show up for yourself and others, which is changing right now, right? There's a lot happening in the world. In, in British Columbia, we are now re-entering into a stay-at-home order again. And so it's time to get creative. Uh, you might feel um, exasperated or weary. Um, I'm with you. And we will absolutely support one another creatively through this time. And as we begin here, I'd like to acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo nations. And so now let us ground our time together in truth and spirit. I invite you to turn within for a moment. Welcoming that heart space, that soul space, welcoming spirit that is unfolding in this ever-present now moment. And I recognize that it is filled and infused with the power of the creative mind, that one source, that one life, that is living in through and as all life and at its essence, at its core, it is absolute health and wholeness. It is peace and clarity. It is connection and harmony. And so I gratefully in this moment accept this universal truth as my truth. And as I do so, it infuses my word with power. And so I speak an affirmation of love and connection. I recognize that each one here this day is an expression, a manifestation of the divine itself. And so as such, this is a time of remembering the truth and power of the soul of the divine that is given and available to each one of us, no matter what we face there is a presence of love and power available for each one of us. And I am so grateful for this gathering to remember, to remember the, the power of this moment and the power of the mind in addressing each and every challenge as it comes up in life, knowing that the truth of our being can absolutely absolutely face and address and overcome anything that might unfold in this human life. 
recognizing that this divine truth is eternal and limitless, full of unlimited possibility, I recognize that this day is an opportunity for growth, for transformation, for love and harmony. It is from this place that I simply let it all be. I say yes to this unfoldment, knowing that the universe also says yes. And so from this joint place of welcoming and becoming, I release my word into that divine law of mind. And so it is. Have you ever had an awakening? So today we're talking about shifting our mindset in order to receive the full support of the universe in our everyday lives in ways that make a marked difference in what we experience, in how we show up, in how we navigate what we're going through. And, and this is based on this belief that the universe isn't holding anything back from you. That in fact, God has given us everything that we need already and that it's our job to awaken to what is already given. So how do we awaken? And what does it mean to awaken? And this had me reflecting on my own life path thus far. And, and I started to wonder, well, what, what awakenings have, have I had? In, in my own life. And I discovered some really interesting things. I have had awakenings like every three to 10 years throughout my entire life, beginning in adolescence. And my first awakening was when I was only 14 years old. Now on the surface, it doesn't seem like a spiritual awakening. It seems like teen drama, but I want to um, tell you this story of my first awakening. And, and from that, um, we will extrapolate the essential elements of an awakening. So I was a sophomore in high school and um, in a relationship with my first love, we were together for like a year. And at, at that age, that feels like 10 years. <laughs> you know, that you like the year mark, you, you throw like parties and you buy balloons um, because you, you know, you made it that long. And the interesting thing about this relationship is that I had, uh, I grew up in on the east side because my mom and my dad split and my mom then was putting herself through college and you know we were really poor and so we lived on the east side. Well, as I was a child growing up, my mother finished college, she graduated, she became a nurse and then we began to make more money and we moved to the north side. Well, that was all great, 
except for I didn't have any friends on the north side. <laughs> and, you know, friends are pretty important at that age, at every age. And, and so here I was going to school on the north side, but going back to the east side to be with my boyfriend and my friends. And honestly, we were up to a lot of no good. In fact, I, would, I cut school so much that I actually dropped out of school altogether and I, I, I worked. Um, and, and so much of that was around these people I was with. And, and one day, I don't know, it, it must have been building up to it somehow, but I didn't see it coming. But I found out that my boyfriend, my first love, uh, was cheating on me with one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, I was heartbroken. I was, I was devastated. And, and then I found out that essentially everyone knew but me. Um, my, whole, my whole group of friends, you know, it, it, they knew. And so at that point, um, I, I, I got to make a choice. I decided that um, I needed to start over and I needed to leave the relationship and also this group of friends. And in that, I, 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 I decided to um, go back to school and I, I went back to school, not only with no friends at home, but also no friends at school. <laughs> and, and, and I just decided it was gonna be okay that I didn't have friends. I was gonna go to school and do my best, focus on my academics and make the best of it. And so that, that's what I did. And in fact, I ended up graduating in the top 10% of my class just a couple years later. But this was a huge turning point in my life. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about an awakening. And, and the first thing that happens in an awakening is that it begins with new awareness. So even if it's been in front of you all along or for quite some time, now you see and you can't unsee. So here's this awakening. And oftentimes awakenings, they can begin with something that you might deem negative, like in my case, uh, in this first one, but they can also, um, or it could be a diagnosis um, or a loss of a job, even a loss of a partner. Uh, but there's something new that is now you are now facing um, and there's no way to like unface it. So it's like the first essential element of the awakening. There's some newness and awakenings, they have the power to reorient your entire life. Um, they oftentimes inspire <laughs> or cause a lot of change. And you might even think about your life kind of before the awakening and after the awakening. And so there's a huge opportunity here for big change. So that's this second element of the awakening, you know, before and after. And oftentimes 
every time, awakenings bring you to a choice point. You know, what will you choose moving forward? And this choice, it's like a stake in the ground um, and or it's like as if you're at a crossroads or many roads and, and then this is the path that you choose. So the choice for me was I am going to start over, right? And that, and that, first, that first awakening. I'm going to say I made a choice to start over. And awakenings can be messy, right? And so this is something we can just expect to be part of the profit pro- process because oftentimes the whole spectrum of human emotion is experienced in an awakening. And so this is where we can, it it serves us well to remember that emotions have a beginning, a middle and an end. So when we acknowledge our emotions with compassion, without judgment and without inciting thoughts, without thoughts that like make them worse, then they actually dissipate naturally. I felt a lot of emotions when I decided to leave that first relationship and start over at a new school without any friends. There were a lot of emotions that that went through. And then sometimes it seems like the emotions can kind of take you backwards. Um, You might start a path, but then you might feel the emotions and then it can be difficult to stay the path. But when you're willing to stay present and engaged, there is space for a whole new experience. A whole new experience of your humanity and your divinity. You can have a whole new understanding of yourself and of God or the divine or your higher self. So as a teen, you know, I didn't see this as a spiritual experience, or at least I didn't realize (laughs) it was a spiritual experience. But what if this had not happened? What path would I have taken? Would I be here with you now, today, 30 years later? This awakening put me on a whole new trajectory that ultimately led me to to an experience of love and power, which actually is my definition of God. God is love and power. And and so this, this awakening that I had at 14, 15, it actually laid the groundwork for my life in ministry many, many years later. And awakenings have the capacity to lead you deeper into self-acceptance, love, and compassion, which by their very nature can bring about a renewed sense of purpose, meaning, and joy. 
So I didn't know it at the time, but I was showing myself that I was important and worthy of love and respect by my choices and actions, and ultimately by my commitment as well. Like it really was <laughs> a pretty low time for myself, um, lonely. It was a lonely time for myself, right? Because my whole social life was just, you know, wiped out from underneath me. But I was receiving the love and respect that I wanted and that each one of us deserve by the choices I was making for myself. And so this, this is the beauty and gift and blessing of an awakening, right? Leading you deeper into your own sense of love and purpose. Oftentimes awakening will have us questioning, what is this all about? What is it for? What's most important? What do I stand for? And awakenings provide you with the time and space in your schedule <laughs> to actually spend with those, to spend time with those questions and discovering your own answers. So I want you to stop and think about your own life and what might be awakening in your life. What new awareness? Where do you have this power to reorient your life? What choice are you ready to make right now? Yes, it can be messy, but when you can stay present, you can have a whole new experience and a deepening of love, compassion, health, prosperity, and connection. So how do we awaken to the full support of the universe? I think part of that begins with an empowering definition of God. So in The Science of Mind, written by Ernest Holmes, the founder of all centers for spiritual living, he writes, God is a universal presence, an impersonal observer, a divine and impartial giver, forever pouring itself into its creation. So he, there are four elements that I want to point out in this definition. So that God or the divine or your higher self is this universal presence of love right where you're at, at all times. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, there is this presence of love right here, right now, and at all times. At, when you're at your lowest, when you're at your highest, when you're on that edge of your comfort zone, that presence of love is with you and it's for you. So what do we mean by impersonal observer? Impersonal observer means that God is not judging you. 
God is not judging you, criticizing you, you know, holding anything against you, berating you. Mm -mm. None of that is happening. Instead, God is holding space for your growth. The universe is holding space for your growth. When we think about an observer, you know, we think about somebody who is present and available, able to see and engage. And so what does it mean to be a divine and impartial giver? This means that, that, that you don't have to earn, you don't have to earn the blessings of spirit. They're already yours. You're already worthy. There's nothing that you have to do to make yourself a worthy recipient of the blessings of life, of the universe, of God itself. And so forever pouring itself into its creation, this means that in this, in the science of mind is about giving you the creative power of mind. So the universe, spirit, God is giving you the creative power of mind. And so this gift has already been given because actually, truly, you are the gift. You have the power to create that which you want to experience. And there are no limits. And the creative power of mind doesn't know the difference between small or large. So if you want something small, the universe says yes. If you want something big, the universe says yes. There is no difficulty in there for the universe. It simply says yes to you. So what do you want the universe to amplify? What do you want the universe to amplify in your life? What do you want the universe to bring you in your life experience? It's a worthy question to spend a little bit of time with this week. So one other thing that Dr. Ernest Holmes says is there is but one mind and we are in it. We are in it as intelligence and it accepts our thought and acts upon it. So this means that your conscious thought is the starting point of your creative power. So this is kind of the mind part of it. And I also want to add to this that there's a feeling part of it too. Your thoughts, when you feel them, this feeling creates a potency. It increases its potency. And so we can hold space for our human experience and all that that entails and know that all of that is enwrapped and enfolded in this divine love and this divine gift of your power to create. You have the power to create as you're going through whatever it is you're going through. And in the study course of the science of mind, Dr. Holmes writes, Daily, we should court the presence of the spirit and use the law. 
And so the law is what I had just reviewed, right? There's one mind, it's my mind, and I can use it to, to create what I want for myself and for others. So this means, this, this is our challenge in terms of creating a receptivity, receiving the gifts and the blessings that are already here. Imagine if you were to like walk out your front door and, and there were just like gifts lining the hallway of your apartment building or lining the, pave, the, the walkway in front of your house. Imagine if there were just gifts, like you just went out and there they were. And, and now your job is to receive them, to pick them up, to open them, to bring them into your house. This is how we do it. So there are four, four things that you can do to increase your receptivity, to daily court the presence of the spirit and use the law. One is to set aside time to be in the presence of love. So I invite you to do this at the beginning of your day, to prioritize your spiritual practice as the foundation of your day. So set aside time to be in the presence of love to be in the presence of God. I like to uh, meditate. I use Insight Timer. Um, it has nice background music and chimes and it keeps track of my meditation, it gives me little stars. <laughs> I love to get a gold star. And, and you can meditate or contemplate Sometimes going for a walk or a bike ride can also be time spent in the presence of love. It, it, what matters is where your mind is. So consciously in your mind, allow love to flow from the universe to you, to every part of your body, and to then circulate back into the world. So that's your, the first part of receiving the full support of the universe setting aside time to be in this presence and flow of love. And then pick an affirmation to anchor yourself in truth. This is number two, because the ideas that you focus on, they absolutely change how you experience life and yourself. So especially if you find that you ruminate on the negative things, Pick the opposite of that to be your affirmation. I'll give you one at the end here, uh, but pick an affirmation to anchor yourself in. And then move through your day from this place of love and intention. So you're spending that time courting the presence, receiving that love. You are putting yourself in an affirmative frame of mind, setting your intention. And this last piece is if you falter, forgive yourself immediately. Simply return back to that love, repeat your affirmation and keep on going with your day. Forgive yourself immediately. The universe is not holding this against you. And here, here is an affirmation that I'm gonna to read to you and, and pick something, it's long, 
It's a little paragraph. I'm going to read it to you. This is from Dr. Holmes. And then um, pick something that really resonates with you. And that can be your grounding affirmation for the week. So listen in. I identify myself with abundance. I surrender all fear and doubt. I let go of all uncertainty. I know there is no confusion, no lack of confidence. I know that what is mine will claim me, know me, rush to me. The presence of God is with me. The mind of God is my mind. The freedom of God is my freedom. So pick something in there that resonates with you. I know that what is mine will claim me. I know that what is mine will claim me. And as you move through this week, I want you to know how deeply loved and cherished you are, that the entire power of the universe is supporting you, is here for you, is rushing to you. And may you embrace yourself and enjoy your unfolding path of receiving greater and greater gifts and blessing of the universe this week. And may we all awaken together in grace, with love for one another. And just like our musicians sang earlier, let us walk each other home. And so it is. <laughs>